Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News. Great News. With Kevin and Mike. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, this is where we focus on completely positive stories. There's far too many negative, divisive stories out there. Take your choice when it comes to that stuff, but we are here to be the beacons of light and positivity for you. I mean, I don't know that I'd go that far, but it is great news. Intro. The show's about to begin, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues, because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. (laughs) Kind of in a rush there. Yep. Andrew Mitchell is our first guy. He lives in New Jersey, but he saw what was going on in the winter storms in Texas. Okay. So he not is close. They're not, not close, close by. Geographically opposed. The very edge edges. Uh, he and his family jumped in the pickup truck with plumbing, uh, plumbing supplies and drove 22 hours. No way. To Houston to help families there. That's amazing. 22 hours with his family. Have you Dude. ever been in a car for 22 hours with your family? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Relatively recently. And I'm usually the bad one in that particular case, but watch this guy. They may live in the Garden State, but for one New Jersey couple, the devastating storms in Texas hit home. Keisha Pinnock has a sister who lives in Houston, where thousands lost power and access to water earlier this month. So just in trying to keep up with them and check in with them throughout this storm that happened last week, that's when we really learned from firsthand just really how bad it was. Keisha's husband, Andrew Mitchell, owns a plumbing business, and he saw Facebook posts about the need for plumbers in Texas. They were just like, we need help, we need help, and we were like, you know what, let us go. I was like, this is your time. You know, everybody kind of has their time to really shine, and I was like, you have the skills, you have the credentials, there's no reason why you shouldn't, like, you should just go. So the couple, their two-year-old son, and Keisha's brother, Isaiah, packed up the car with plumbing materials and drove 22 hours from New Jersey to Houston. Keisha's sister had already set up some clients who were desperate for plumbing help. And through word of mouth, they were able to help countless others in the area. I feel like my husband's really happy here and um, the calls will not, won't stop. And I just know that even when, if and when we do leave, there will still be a need, but we'll definitely stay until we run out of material. There is no end date for us right now. I think. We'll definitely be here for a few more days. Andrew and Isaiah work on about six to ten homes a day, Dude. sometimes starting at 7 a.m. and working until 2 a.m. But the hard work is worth it. A lot of times when you see devastation, it could be across the world, it could be across the country, it could be in your hometown, and you really feel like your heart is breaking with them and you can't do anything. But it's, it's like in this instance, we really could. Now, of course, we had to drive a few states over to really make a difference. But once we got here, I really know, even if we only helped one family, we did make a difference. From the Garden State to the Lone Star State, when people need help, no distance is too far for this family. Caitlin O'Kane for The Uplift. I love that. I love that his wife, his wife said, let's pack up the two-year-old. You've. Driven places with a two-year-old? It's a lot of work. It's um, a lot. It's crap. crap, Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's crap. I don't like... I don't like any situation that makes you really that angry at your children, but that's one of them. You know, where you're like, God, damn it. So they put that into the equation and said, they need help, let's go. Yeah, and... I mean, man, the, the whole thing, too, the entire time... 
I would love to do to donate my time or my skills and my services in some way. Uh, but if I was doing it, I would be like, fuck, this is going to suck. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's go. Who's next? They were like the whole time like, <laughs> check it out. Just doing our, Got doing our service, helping humanity. That's beautiful, man. They, those people, another round of applause, please, for the New Jersey plumbers. All right, this is a nice little sweet story, too. Um, I doubt it. Chick-fil-A employees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, recently in <laughs> Wisconsin, where I guess the lockdown stuff is a little bit less strict, so they actually had their Christmas party this year, oh, okay. like a, in a place. Um, and this is a particularly um, close-knit group of people that works at this Chick-fil-A, especially the youngsters that are just in more of the entry-level jobs. And um, they were really excited for their Christmas party, especially for the, especially for the raffle. The grand prize in one of the raffles was a car. Wow. Okay. A car. What? And turns out this girl, Haley Bridges, she wins it. She's the one on the left there. Uh, she wins the car and hands it over to her friend, Hoku Tanaguchi, the Wait, other what? young lady on the right. They're both in their late teens and one won a car and she's like, yeah, she needs it more than I do. She re- and just gave her the brand new car. There's so much better humans than we were at that age. And Bridges says, uh, yeah, my mom was really mad that I decided <laughs> to give away such a big prize, but no one deserves it more than Hoku. That, that is amazing. Come on. I agree. That is amazing. Okay. There's a lot of amazing here. First off. What company's giving away cars at Christmas parties? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I don't think IBM does that. They're just like rifle them around uh, Chick-fil-A's. That's or, is that a franchise thing? Like, does all Chick-fil-A's do that? Please let me know because that's insane. There's maybe they be- have a, maybe they have one car for the whole country and everybody gets to be in the drawing maybe. or something. That's not a bad point because yeah. they said in the, in the story that this was the only raffle that you couldn't um, team up and buy tickets. Oh, you had okay. to buy only for yourself. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought you said that she gave the car to her friend. Here you go. Here's, for the, here's for, a pink slip and keys. Have fun. For the week? No, for good. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Woo. All right. My next story, Mike, you're going to not like because you're a, a dad of girls. Okay. As I am. Okay. This comes out of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Um, there's a place called Savage's Bakery in uh, Homewood. And there is a little girl named Lisa Scott, who is the seven-year-old daughter of the owner. Oh. She set up a lemonade stand inside the bakery. Okay. Because she has to have three surgeries on her brain. Oh, dude. And she's trying to raise money for her own surgery. Brain surgery? Yes. Three. That was such a happy, fun story until yes. you mentioned that. Oh, man. Let's watch the video. I want to take you down to Homewood, where a seven-year-old girl is getting a taste of the family business. Every glass of lemonade that she sells means a fighting chance for her future. CBS 42's Malik Rankin joins us now. She's at Savage's Bakery with this story behind the lemonade stand there. Good evening. Savage's Bakery is co-owned by a father and daughter, and now seven-year-old Liza is behind the counter. Today, she shared with me the story behind each glass of lemonade that's sold and the impact it has on her week ahead. 
Liza Scott starts her day by prepping the product. And then we mix it. <laughs> and at Liza's lemonade stand, she offers more than just a cold drink to quench your thirst. Got cookies, um, decorating stuffed candy canes. Running your own business can be tough in a pandemic, but for little Liza, it's life or death. She has three uh, cerebral malformations. Uh, one is um, what they call a schizencephaly, so it's a cleft in the frontal lobe on the right side of her brain that they believe is causing most of the seizures. Elizabeth Scott says her daughter started having seizures less than a month ago. Our world has been turned upside down very quickly. In one week, the two will fly out to Boston Children's Hospital for the first of a series of brain surgeries. I can't handle it. So I hope I make it and I my mom keeps saying I'm going to, but I feel like I'm not. Liza's oh. mom says she's still processing this reality and leaning on her faith to get through it. You know, in the moments when I feel like I can't breathe or um, I wake in the night and I can't sleep, uh, I, I, I pray. I'm on my hands and knees, literally praying. All of the money from Liza's lemonade stand will help cover medical costs. The Homewood community wasted no time in showing their support. While we were shooting interviews, a customer read Liza's story and immediately pulled out his wallet. Thank you. A hundred dollars. She's very sweet. I can tell what I want to help. Scott has gotten additional insurance to help cover the medical bills, but with travel and hotel costs, this surgery is already upwards of $10,000 out of pocket. And as a single mom, I'm the financial supporter of both my children, so it's, this is not something you can budget for. When life hands you lemons... No, don't do it. She makes amazing lemonade. You know that joke was coming. Seriously. Liza's closing up shop now, but she'll be back here first thing tomorrow morning and next week until she flies out to Boston on Thursday for her surgery. Live in Homewood, I'm Alik Rankin, CBS 42 News, local coverage you can count. How about that? That's, that's one of the best stories you've ever brought in. That is so amazing. Oh, man. That's that poor little girl. I think that, that oh. she's having to raise money for her own brain surgery. And, oh man. Three times. And like, it's, it's almost, it's very similar to the way I feel about a lot of businesses that have gone under during um, the pandemic. When crappy stuff happens to you that you had no control over. Like when a guy or gal loses their business and it's like, yeah, well, you're drinking and you, you decided to buy a Bentley before you bought, right. you know, like you paid for your play. Like you mismanaged it. And I'm like, well, yeah, it sucks. I really feel bad. But. This pandemic has made it so like businesses closed to no fault of their own. Yeah. And this poor, she's being a seven-year-old and they're like, oh, cool story. Here's some seizures. Your brain's all messed up. Oh man. That three poor, different, three different surgeries. She I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope with all my might that there is $244,000. I did not see that. Lemonade for Liza. Zest for life. She raised $244,000. Okay, that is, that is happy, but that's not the happy ending I want. The happy ending I want is she's of good course. and she's going to live. Of course, but this will help. Hell yeah. This will help. help. It'll help her mom, you know, stay close to the hospital. That's amazing. 
That is amazing. I didn't see that. Thank you. That's a bit of a boost, but I, like I said, I, I hope and I pray that we can, like, you know, at the end of spring, get the way we do the story. We're like, remember that girl selling lemonade. All right, this is not at all as inspirational, but it is. I, I love it. I like to mix and match, Kevin, the the really heartfelt ones with the preposterous stuff. Right. It's still positive. It's still sure. great news. Sure. But this is a fat bulldog. This is a fat bulldog that has eaten all its food, and right. it just stares at its food bowl like, keep it coming. It just it needs more and more it and more. It needs more. And its owner says, listen, I'm trying to level with you. You're fat. You're <laughs> not getting any more food. You have to wait till dinner. And this bulldog... It has a response. It, this is I. I feel for this. Anyone who's ever tried to lose weight, you feel for this poor bulldog. Wait a second. <laughs> Just lost five pounds. That <laughs> was not the story, but I'm so happy I saw it. They <laughs> mic'd up its butthole. Play it again. <laughs> And it scared him. <laughs> I want to do that. That to dog doesn't seem upset at all. It just seems scared. I don't know what you're talking about. I want to do that. Oh, here's yours. No. You've had enough. Your breakfast is gone. Move on. No, you'll get more tonight at supper. You are not starving. No, you're not. You're on a diet. No, no more breakfast. Listen. Cashew, you're on a diet because you're a little chubby, okay? Yeah, no. Do you hey, do you want a snack? Like, um, don't give maybe in. An ice cube. There's so much to that. My, I love dogs. Yeah, that noise is unbearable. That's horrible. Unbearable. But that's true anger. My favorite part is when he he or she realizes that she's not getting food and starts going, rah, rah. but then when she's like, look, you're on a diet because you're fat and the dog pauses and look, it's like, how can you, how can you say that to me? You're, you're so much. I thought you loved me. Yeah, there's my guy. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm good. Now I can get on the couch. Are you kidding me? Now I'm good. Oh no, can't do it. Can't do it. Oh yeah, we're good. Needs help. Are you kidding me? All right, my next story is a middle schooler who was having a problem with his haircut. He got a cut, and it was didn't look good. The jinx. So he wore a hat. Okay. You're not allowed to wear a hat in middle school. So they told the kid, look, if you don't put on a hat, you're going to have to go home. Okay. The principal's name is Jason Smith. He's a middle school principal at Stony Brook Intermediate um, in uh, Indiana. And he brought the kid into his office, and he said, why won't you take off the hat? And the kid said, my hair's all janky. Those, I'm putting it in my words. I don't think he said it that way. I hope he did. But apparently, like, that's against dress code. You can't have a hat. So he had to take the hat off. So the principal told him, look, I've been cutting hair since I was your age. 
And the principal showed him pictures of his son's haircut that he did and has been doing his whole life. And the principal said, and tell me this isn't above and beyond. We always talk about teachers. This principal says, if I run home and get my clippers and fix your hair, will you go back to class? And the kid said, yeah. Yeah. And the dude, dude goes home, brings back these professional clippers, and edges it perfectly so that the kid looks good, takes off his hat, all good. You, How amazing is that? You are a great, great member of the uh, education services of this country, but you also better make that kid take a picture of his hair, walk back to the barber that originally effed it up and be like, this is what, my principal did this. <laughs> this is what I was looking you for. Dick, look, do you see? He he he's a principal. You cut hair all day for a living. <laughs> An Indiana middle school principal who took time out to be one student's barber. That all started when an eighth grader didn't want to remove his hat in class because he was embarrassed by his haircut. He was sent to see the principal, but instead of sending the kid home, the principal, uh, Jason Smith, pulled out his hair clippers. I've been cutting hair, you know, most of my life. Um, I cut, um, I played college basketball and I cut a teammates' hair before games and I've been cutting my son's hair since, you know, for 17 years. So I, I had professional, um, you know, clippers and, and edgers at, at home. So I said, if I go home and, and get my clippers and line you up, will you go back to class? And he said, he said, yeah, yeah, I will. That age, is a time for, you know, peer acceptance is huge, you know, and, and so young men, you know, especially, you know, African young men, the barbershop's a big deal, you know, in the community and looking good and, and representing and presenting yourself, you know, is, is huge for kids. Wow, he's spot on, isn't he? What a wonderful human. Smith says this could be a lesson for all of us and educators on having empathy. I got to be honest, I forgot there was a video for that. I wouldn't have told the whole story before. <laughs> okay, remember there I was like a seeing the video. I like hearing that guy talk. <laughs> Seems like a genuinely nice guy. What a good dude, right? Yeah, that's awesome. He's not just like sticking to the rules, take off your hat or go home. I don't care. It's up to you. I uh, also, you know, props to the kid for at least... I, I would be embarrassed too if I, my hair was a disaster. Actually, my hair, I, a bad haircut wouldn't bother me that much at that age. It's just I have a really odd shaped head. So when I used to shave my head for football, I was always really super embarrassed. And uh, if the principal called me in and was like, you can't wear a hat, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I can. Or you better call my parents. I, I would throw some fit. The kid right. was like, dude, can I level with you? <laughs> I got a janky haircut. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I feel you. Okay, well, well, let's solve this problem. So in your situation, that principal probably wouldn't have solved the problem. Because you would have been angry you were in there. I, I just wouldn't have. I don't know if I would have had the maturity to just be straight up to about just it. stay this is my problem yeah because i was so embarrassed that i cared what all the kids thought especially in the mid early 90s so did that kid you know what i mean that's why he was wearing the hat yeah yeah no good good that's what another that? great story you're on fire kevin thanks speaking of looking I didn't good do it, but thank you speaking of looking good kevin yes the first thing that comes to my mind when i think of looking good crocs <laughs> i um wear crocs and <laughs> And I asked for them for Christmas. Yeah. Because they're super comfortable to wear around the house. Mm -hmm. And my kids said, we'll get them for you, but you have to promise us 
you won't leave the house with them on. And there's a reason why um, restaurant workers, uh, certainly every, m- most people in healthcare, they wear it. Be, if you have to be on your feet all day, they are incredibly comfortable. You can slide them off and on. Well, Post Malone, one of the biggest musical acts in the world. I mean, the guy's so, so important uh, to the music world. Also, obviously, uh, with a lot of kind of like these rap um, guys who, are, who have made like the alternative rap scene, they're also trendsetters. He has made Crocs the thing. He, um, for people who's never seen him before, yeah, is not a trendsetter. <laughs> for people who haven't seen him before. Right. Everybody that knows the situation and knows his career and knows the songs from him, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, you know, you're right. But, <laughs> but the same could be said for like pretty much any generation. Like, if my dad just saw Kurt Cobain in 92, yeah. he'd be like, look at that bum. <laughs> You know, but then every guy like got to get the, the holes in their cardigan yeah. and the, the ratty, ratty jeans and stuff like that. Um, but but so he's like this trendsetter, and now he's made Crocs cool again. In fact, his um, his very um, hard to find like individual Crocs that he does a collaboration with this other company called uh, Duet Max. They sell out so quickly that you can't even get your hands on them. And then you have to go to the black market, you know, the aftermarket, not the black market, the aftermarket to buy them like marked up and stuff. And sneakerheads are all into the, the specialized post Malone special edition Crocs. So he's sitting back thinking, ah, my Crocs are really important. They're super expensive. They're hard to get who wears Crocs a lot. Uh, hospital workers oh. who need stuff right now more than anyone. Hospital workers. 10,000 pairs. Wow. He worked with this company, Duet Max, to get a hold of, and, and Crocs, obviously. And they decided to give 10,000 pairs of these unbelievably expensive, unbelievably hard to find pair of Crocs. And so there's all these pictures all over. Uh, How Instagram. about yeah. that? He's like, I thought it'd be a good idea. You think he saw mine? He you probably think did. Somehow I'm responsible for the Crocs coming back? I Pretty much any trend in fashion of the last 30 or 40 years, Thank I you. think that. Kevin Ryder's at, Thank the, you. at the beginning. You're the impetus for all of it. Thank People you. are always like, oh, Carl Lagerfeld or Coco <laughs> Chanel. And I'm like, Kevin Ryder. Let's, <laughs> um, there is a, the worst use of Crocs ever was Brett Favre's dick pic. Um, I don't remember the Crocs from that. <laughs> that was one of the things. Maybe that, that maybe I was, we were looking at different things. I, well, at first I had to, I, <laughs> I'm not going to deny I was sausage gazing first and foremost. <laughs> but then I thought to myself, like, he made a conscious effort. Like, yeah, I'm going to send something hot to a lady. And Word then took a picture like this. Like, you got to put on some lo- sweet loafers or stuff. Especially a millionaire. And you know he has probably 30 pair of shoes. Yes. And uh, look, or barefoot. Be like, oh, I'm a caveman. I'm Brett Favre. I like my Wranglers and throwing touchdowns. Oh, I'm just here on my tractor. Like, or the cowboy boots. You're Brett Favre. Rock yeah. the cowboy boots, yeah, and then here's my dong. He he decided, yes, dong, Crocs. <laughs> There's no way that lady was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to have to step up my Croc game. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Kevin. <laughs> uh, if you like these shows, please subscribe and uh, click on the little bell so you get a notification every time we put one up. That's right. And share it with a friend. You know, share it with a friend, share us, share with us some great news stories of your own. If you have any, if you have any, even, um, a lot of people have been, um, isolating 
news stories that they find, they come across and they're like, hey, Kevin and Mike, yeah. we like this. And that's yeah. been great. I really, really do appreciate it. I agree. But also, look, if you have a great news story in your personal life, if your grandpa did something amazing, your daughter or your son did something f- phenomenal, yeah, shoot us a line. We'll yeah, see what they we deserve can do. to be celebrated. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the outro. Outro! You know what I'm talking about, bro! Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. It's Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Give me the bass drop again. Come on, come on. Hit it, hit it, hit it. News. Again. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice.